Hey, Recreators, this is Nick, and you're listening to the Life Recreated Podcast. It's a show that dives into learning, healing, and growing in mind, body, and spirit. And each week, we tackle the difficult conversations so that we can learn how to fully walk in the freedom as a new creation. So if you're ready to learn, let's dive in. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the Life Recreated Show. I'm so glad that you're here joining us today. This is the Life Recreated channel. My name is Nick. So I want to jump right into tonight's topic. I was really encouraged by this, and this is actually kind of part of my my goal and my hopes in this show tonight is to really just help bring some encouragement, really just help to bring some healing. One of the good friends of mine, and he has actually been on the show here before, Pastor Keith, he made a statement before that said that in a lot of these situations, whether you're talking about spiritual abuse, whether you're talking about church hurt, whether you're talking about all these different things, usually a lot of times it's challenging because God gets the black eye. And what he means by that is that when these circumstances happen and these situations happen, we get hurt by the church or we get hurt by an individual in the church. A lot of times the individual or the person, if you will, that ends up on on the short end of the stick is God. And if you really take a step back and you really just look at the circumstance and look at what happens a lot of times in these situations, we realize that God is not really at fault for what happens to us many a times. But even though that is the case and God is not at fault, a lot of times, many of us, we walk away and it's hard for us to trust God after having those experiences. And this is where I was at, in a spot, in a place where it was really difficult. It was really challenging for me to trust God after experiencing what we experienced and went through simply because I felt like this was a place where I found God at. So this is a place where I probably shouldn't have gotten hurt at, but here we are. And we went through it and gone through it. And I really wrestled with getting back to a place where I learned how to trust God. Now, that doesn't mean that I probably got back to a place where I could trust other people or trust in the church and all those different things, still working through that process. But when it comes to my relationship with God, when it comes to the time that I spend with God, these are the four things that really help me. And like I mentioned before, my hope is that as we dive into some of these topics and some of these things that we're going to deal with and we're going to talk about tonight, my hope really is that you can find some encouragement. And maybe if you're in a spot like that, where you're finding it difficult, you're finding it hard to trust God, no matter what the circumstances, maybe some of these steps, the things that I went through and wrestled through, they could probably help you out. And so let's just dive right into it. I want to talk about tonight the four things, these four things that help me trust God again after spiritual abuse. I think this is super key because like I mentioned before, this is not, it's not God's fault of what happened to us. And so when we really look at God's heart and we really look at what God really desires for us here is he wants that relationship with us. And what I'm finding is that when, when I began to reconnect, when I began to, to dive back into that relationship with God, 
it helped out my healing process a lot moving forward. So let's look at the first step. First thing that I had to realize when I was learning how to trust God is that I had to realize that trust takes time. One of the things that helped me so much along this process, and it probably came maybe about two or three years after we made this transition out of the church that we were a part of and out of that, that, uh, that spiritually abusive system. One of the things that, that I, it really dawned on me about three or four years into it was that the fact that God knew exactly where I was at in this process. He knew exactly what moment I was at, where my heart was at. He knew exactly what I was feeling, maybe the anger, maybe the pain, maybe the grief. He knew exactly where I was at. And so often, a lot of times we get hurt in a lot of different situations and we want to hurry up that healing process. We want to hurry back and get back to normal, if you will, and get back to feeling maybe like ourselves or feeling where we can get to that point where we trust again. And so this is where I was at, where I just had to realize that this healing process, this trusting process is going to take time. And that's okay. That's okay. You know what? Because like I mentioned before, God knows exactly where we're at. And if we think about it and contrast this to a regular relationship that we would may have with maybe our spouses or other family members, we got to realize that when trust gets violated or when it's perceived that it's violated, it usually takes time for that relationship to rebuild that trust. And if we're comparing and looking at our relationship with God as our heavenly father and us as being his children, then we got to realize that that rebuilding of trust, it's going to take it's going to take us some time. And my first encouragement, to anybody ever walking out of a spiritually abusive situation or if anybody ever walking out of a, a hurtful church situation, my first piece of advice always to folks is but take your time with this. Take your time with this. Take your time with trusting God. Take your time with rebuilding that relationship with God, because there were a lot of things oftentimes that you may have felt that you were violated with and had to deal with as you were walking out of that situation. And so it's really just going to take some time. And to be quite frank with you, to be quite honest with you, there's still areas of my heart, there's still areas of my life that I'm still trying to work on getting back into trusting God in those areas of my life. Really relying on God, maybe how I may be used to before. And we have to realize that trust, it's, it's really going to take time, man. And you know what? God knows where you're at. He's not expecting you to rush it. He's not expecting, you know what I think about even as this comes to mind, as I'm sitting here, uh, it makes me think about there's a story in the Bible of uh, the prodigal son that uh, that that wanted to go out and wanted to do whatever his own thing was, and so you see right there that there's this this strain in the relationship. And something that was always so interesting for me when I read that story was recognizing the patience of the father, recognizing that the father knowing that you know what my child, my son, my daughter they're off, they're doing their own thing, and then giving them the space, giving them the, just giving them that, that room for them to really just be able to, to find that healing and find their way back to the Father. And I think 
that's really encouraging for us to remember is that this trust or this trust that we need and the trust that we're going to have to reestablish with God is really going to take some time. Number two, this one was super important for me was that we have to learn how to separate man from God. Listen, one of the reasons that we got hurt in spiritual abuse oftentimes is that we were in an environment, we were in a place where we were putting an individual or we were putting an idea or we were putting something on a pedestal. So another way that we can look at that is that we made certain individuals or we made certain, like I mentioned before, ideas. We made those things idols in our lives. And if you really take a step back and really kind of pull back the curtain, a lot of the reason that we really got hurt in those situations is because of the emphasis that we put on man and the importance that we've given that man or that individual in our lives. And that's why it becomes so damaging is because we've almost cemented this thing within our mind, within our subconscious, within our spirit, that this individual, this person, this idea is equal to God. And so what, what we have to also think about is that when we leave, sometimes we can equate that the fact that I left means that I'm now leaving God or means that I'm now, I'm going to be away from God. And in this case, it's going to be us needing to recognize that as we separate man from God, we can begin to understand and really just look objectively at what really happened to us. So separating man from God, taking man and saying, you know what, this is, we're going to draw the line basically in the sand and say, you know what, I understand that what ended up happening to me, what I may have experienced, what I may have gone through, like I said before, it wasn't necessarily the, it wasn't the fault of God, but rather it's the fault of man and what man chose to do with that power and what man chose to do with that authority, if you will. And so we got to learn how to separate man from God. I think of the Bible, and this is good to bring up Psalms chapter 118, verse eight, really helpful scriptures right there in Psalms, especially when we're healing, when we're working through these different things. Psalms, it tells us in the Bible that it's better for us to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. And this is the encouragement that we have to realize is that we got to begin to separate man from God. That same scripture goes on to say that it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to take trust in princes. And so this is our first step. It's getting into our heart, getting into our mind that it wasn't God who caused the hurt, but rather it was the man that, or whoever that person was, or whoever that individual was, whoever that idea was, that was really the cause. And that was really the, um, the challenge that we had when we're leaving these type of environments. And so I'm curious, drop down in the comments below for me, as we're here on this live talking about it, what challenges have you may have faced looking at a, this issue right here of separating man from God, of putting God in his rightful place of where he is and recognizing for what it was, recognizing that this hurt came from this individual. And when we start to kind of remember that or when we start to, to recognize that and to really just make that separation in our minds, this is one of the steps that I really took to be able to 
to get back to trusting God, to recognize that, you know what, it wasn't how God really wanted it, or who knows, maybe it could have been how God wanted it to play out. But what I'm saying is that, that it wasn't God's fault for the hurt. It wasn't God's fault for the pain. It was how man decided to take that and how man decided to take that authority. And I think one of the lessons that I learned even coming out of this is that as a former pastor, as somebody that's been in this position, I recognize now how you're helping people when you're ministering to people, how easy it can be for us to almost slip into that position within the minds of people, within the minds of people that you may be helping or within the minds of people that you may be ministering to and to really be conscious of that but to really be conscious of am i am i leading or am i shepherding in a way that is going to point people to god and to christ rather than pointing them to me as far as an answer as far as finding or seeking something they can't in my mind it made me understand that man other people can't rely on what I may give them because God is going to be able to provide so much more. And that's one of the steps, the key steps. And I think, man, that, that whole section or even that whole thing to think about with separated man from God could be a whole entire segment, a whole entire segment. I just finished watching and I may do a video on this because it was so intriguing to me, but I just finished watching the documentary. It was a mini docu-series on Hillsong and uh, on Hillsong and their church, what people were experiencing in that church, what people were going through in that church or what they, excuse me, had went through in that church. And I'm telling you, it, in that docu-series, number one, there were so, a lot of similarities in what I've seen in that docu-series from what we came out of. But then number two, how a lot of times in those organizations, like Hillsong and other organizations that we've seen, this is where that switch ends up happening. These people are put on this pedestal. They're put on this way above platform. They were talking about in that docuseries about the uh, the pastor that came out of the uh, the New York church and his influence and how he was able to basically just grow this whole church. But if you really look at it, this guy was basically living life and being put on this pedestal. So when you get hurt by that, it can be easy for us to equate, well, okay, this person, in this case with Hillsong, this pastor was God's authority. He was God's voice that I was hearing. But then when I got hurt and when things changed and when the circumstances changed, it was hard for me to separate it was hard for me to just really separate who who man was and who God was. So that's the second thing for us. Now, before we keep going into the next one and jump into the next step, if you're getting some value out of this, do me a favor, hit that like button for me. Like I mentioned before on this channel, we're all about just diving into learning, to healing and, and growing after spiritual abuse in particular. And each week we tackle a lot of these difficult conversations just so we can learn how to walk fully in the freedom of Christ. And do me a favor, if you're getting some value so far out of this, hit that like button for me. And we're going to jump into number three is in order for us to rebuild trust with God, what I had to do was I had to remember God's purpose. And 
in particular, I had to remember God's purpose for my life. You know, in my personal experience, the church that we went out of or the church that we actually left, one of the highest things, and if you go back to some of my previous lives and some of the interviews and the conversations that I had with some of the women that left that church, one of the highest positions and one of the highest almost ranks, if you will, in that church as a man was to be a pastor. That's what a lot of guys, they, they strove for it. As soon as you get into that environment, as soon as you get around that energy and just the ego and all these different things, something that you really want to attain. And don't get me wrong. I thought, I think it was something that, that is a, obviously an honorable purpose to strive for. It's an honorable platform to want to have is to be able to do this for God and to be able to help people and to be able to minister to those that need healing and that knows that need to know who God is and know who Christ is. I think it's an honorable purpose. But one of the difficulties, the dilemmas that I had was that when I left, I no longer was in that position. anymore. So I no longer was in that uh, I no longer had that platform. So I went through this really long period of time where you almost feel like you, I just felt like I didn't really have any more purpose in that because you get so, I got so engulfed and so wrapped up in what we were doing there and the things that we were trying to pursue that, you know, in my mindset, I thought that there was nothing else outside of this for me as a Christian, right? In my mind and in my heart at that time and being in that environment, I thought and I really felt that there was nothing else that I was going to do in this world for the rest of my life. That's how wrapped up you get into it. And that's how I believed it. I thought that this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. This is who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. I'm always going to be Pastor Nick. And, and that's how I really begin to feel. And so when you get removed out of that, you feel like man, I don't have any purpose now because I'm not doing the thing that I felt or that I was told that God said that as a man, I was supposed to be doing. And here's the dilemma that a lot of us face when you don't have that platform anymore and you step away. And especially where we were at, we were pretty high up there as far as being involved in leadership. And, and that was my only job at the time. That was the thing that I did full time. That was actually the only income and the only thing that we had going on in our home at the time was me pastoring. And so when you, when you walk away from that and when you leave that, it, you struggle and you wrestle with, okay, now I'm not really walking in the purpose of God, which when you take a step back and you start healing, and if maybe that's where you're feeling or what you're dealing with and you're going through, when you take a step back and you start healing and you start walking through this, you realize that that's really not the truth. You realize that God's purpose transcends what you experience in this hurtful church situation, right? God's purpose is not limited to this box that maybe this organization or this group has placed within your mind and in your heart saying that you're, it's going to be hard for you to achieve more than this. And this is the thing that I had to begin to remember. And it when God started reminding me of it and he would put me in situations, he would put me in circumstances. Actually, to be honest with you, part of the reason that I even started this channel and started doing these lives and different things like that is at the time I was working as a 
a real estate agent. Still do it now, but I was a real estate agent. I was helping a family and I was helping this family out. And it was a wife, not a wife, I'm sorry, a widow and, and her two sons. They had just recently lost their father and their husband. And they weren't even part of our organization. They didn't even probably never even heard of our organization, but they were in their own church. And they began, as I'm helping them sell this home and going through this transaction, they began to start sharing to me some of the stories that they were experiencing within their church and how hurtful those things were and how they felt leadership was just treating them and just dismissing them and not being there for them. And this is completely, totally opposite of anything that I had been doing ministry-wise. This is my profession that I'm dealing with and I'm selling a home. And here come these ideas and these stories and these conversations about this topic, spiritual abuse, church hurt. And it was then that God realized, or he began to start showing me because I got at that point in my life, this was probably about, like I said, about six months, a year ago, I was going through my own healing process and God was able to use me to help to minister to them and this family and these sons and really just help them. And because that's what they really needed. They needed somebody to be there and just to be an example of what a good Christian out of the church can be like. And that's when it clicked to me that you know what, even though I may not be in this organization or in the church that I was a part of, maybe I'm not, I don't have that platform and maybe things change in life. It reminded me that God still has a purpose for my life. And because I started to remember that it reminded me, and because I actually started to realize that actually, this helped me to start to really just trust God again. Guys, God began to start showing me, Nick, you know what? I'm not, obviously I'm not done with you yet. I'm not done with you as far as ministry. I'm not done with you as far as being able to help and being able to, to minister to those that need that. And so if you're willing to trust me to put you in these different positions and these different circumstances, I can still be, I can still be used through you because God never removed that purpose. He never removed that purpose. And when I started to remember that, man, this it so helped me to, uh, to begin to trust God again. Listen to what the Bible tells me. And this is what I was encouraged with was in Numbers 23, verse 19, it says, God is not a man that he should not lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he not spoken and shall he not make it good? When you look at that and you think about that, it reminds me that what God said and the purpose that he puts on our lives and the purpose that he puts on our mission and our reason for being here on this earth, he's not going to renege on that. He's not going to take it back. And what I had to learn was that every time these thoughts begin to start popping up in my head, every time I started to doubt what God had for me. And every time I started to, uh, to really wrestle and struggle with those different things, I had to really revert back to the purpose that God has for my life. And this next one, and the last one, as we wind this down on this show tonight is remembering God's purpose helped me also to remember God's promise to my life, God's promise to who I am, 
God's promise to what he's going to do, God's promise to what he's going to provide, God's promise to who he's going to be for me in my life. When you look at all the promises that God has given you, I ran across a book and this it's actually written by Herbert Locklear. This gentleman said that there is over 7,147 promises from God to man in the Bible. Now, I know, okay, here's my thing. I know I quote a lot of scripture. I know I'm looking at a lot of scripture. And if I be honest, and if you be honest, and if you're watching this and you're in the midst of this and going through this, me quoting the Bible, quoting scripture, a lot of times it's hard to take that, that what the word of God is saying, because a lot of times those scriptures can be taken out of context or they were taken and used in a certain way and they can become hurtful rather than helpful. But one of the things that I had take a step back from, and this is what I want to encourage you with, maybe if you're there, is to take that slow as well as you look back into the word of God and say, you know what? Okay, I'm going to get back into the promises that God has given me and the promises that he gives me all throughout his word and really start to study those and really see how those promises really apply to my life. And for me, as I was walking through this and as I was walking through that healing and walking through this journey, that's what I had to start doing. I, I got a promise years ago, Psalms chapter 84, verse 11, that God was my son and shield, you know, that God would give me grace and glory. There's no good thing that he would withhold from me as I walk uprightly. And you know what? That's, that's something that, that, that helped encourage me and it helped to, it really helped, it really helped me to understand the promise the promises that he has for me, when I was able to revert back to those things, I was able to say, you know what? Yeah, man caused this. And maybe I may have felt this and I may have experienced this. The promise that God gave me doesn't change. It didn't change. It's not going to change. My purpose is not going to change. And as I can remember those different things and I can hold on to those different things, it can help me to work through that healing. My brother right here, Ronald checking me out, checking us out here on the show. Love you, man. I appreciate that, bro. And I got to get you on the show one of these days and, and uh, chop it up a little bit. Definitely. We got to remember God's promises, right? Going back to that, remember his promises. And no matter what I think, no matter what your experience with spiritual abuse is, the promises of God, they have to get to a point where they can override our emotions. And that's, like I said, that goes back to having, it's going to take time. That's going to take time. But I had to learn that the promises that God has given to me through either his word, through maybe a word that somebody has given me, I had to get to a point where those promises had to override my emotions. Cause there were many a times along this journey where fear would come up. I've talked about this fear would come up. Anxiety would come up. All these different, all these different just things that I would wrestle with would come up and I would have to, I'd have to really wrestle with those things in order for me to just to be able to just get through it. They had to override my emotions. They had to, there's something in my mind had to transform where I realized that these promises still held true. Something I'm actually going to jump into next month and I'm really excited about really looking at is how spiritual abuse affects our mental health, how it affects 
our well-being a lot of times. And I think that's an issue that a lot of times we don't really talk about or, or really discuss. Remembering these promises really helped me with my mental health and issues. There was times where it would be like, okay, I'm going through a circumstance or going through things that are probably either triggering me or causing me to feel a certain way mentally and spiritually. And I had to go back to God's promises and say, okay, God, you know what? When I read this and when I look at this and I know that you gave me this word, not somebody else and nobody else can twist that word. But when I look at those things now, it can help me to rebuild that trust with you because that's really what we're trying to get back to where we're starting this journey. Because here's my thing. When I look at people that have come out of these different things, even myself, when I look at, when I look at our lives, I oftentimes think to myself that, you know what, even though this was a hurtful experience, at the end of the day, I would hope and I I would feel that God's heart would be for us to get back to that relationship that we may have once had with him. Or maybe it may be we might have to learn how to really have a relationship with God, right? We have to learn how to really understand who God is. And going back to his promises is really going to help us to be able to do that. That's what we've got, man. Those are the four things. These are the four things that help me trust God. Again, I'm going to run through them real quick. Number one, that trust, it takes time, takes us, yeah, and just take your time with it, man. God knows where you're at. He knows what you may be going through and what you may be dealing with at that moment, man. And he's completely okay with that because he understands that. Number two, I had to learn how to separate God from man. I had to learn how to take man off the pedestal, realize that God and man, the person that I may have had up there, the individual that I may have given all this, this, these accolades to and this position to within my heart and my life had to be separated. And once I did that, I could learn how to start trusting God again. Number three, I had to remember God's purpose for my life. Just because I'm not in that church, just because I'm not in that environment, just because you're not in that church, just because you're not in that environment does not mean that God is finished with you because he has a purpose for every single one of us. And that purpose, like we talked about in his word, it doesn't change because he's not taking that word back. He's not reneging on that word. And then number four, I had to remember God's promises to me. And that's all throughout the word, maybe words that somebody has given to me, maybe going through the word of God and seeing those different things, I had to remember all those things in order to rebuild that trust with God. And so I'm going to leave you with this question tonight. Have you found it difficult to trust God? I think if we really think about it, many of us have fallen into this category at one point or other. I think when you look at spiritual abuse, though, a lot of times it's harder for people that have come out of that to say, you know what, I'm going to trust God again. I'm going to put myself in that situation again. But my encouragement, and this is just what I'm learning. These are the things that I had to wrestle with and struggle with to understand was that God did want me to get back to a point where I trusted him, where I knew that he had me in a, a place where he needed me to be and what he needed me to do. And I feel like that's the same for you. If you're coming out of this, or maybe you've been out of it for a while and you're in limbo, you're just floating around trying to still figure out what may have happened or what may have gone on. You may be at that point where you're like, man, I don't know if I could really trust God anymore. And this is kind of maybe what may be holding you back from probably moving forward in, in 
your healing and what God has for you. I think that when you look at the word of God, a separate from what, what we were probably taught or what we, how it was used against you or whatever the case may be separate from those things. When we dig into the word of God, when we look into his promises, we can really start rebuilding that trust. We can start rebuilding that trust step by step. And so drop it down in the comments below. If you're watching this on the replay, I'd love to hear and start a conversation if you found it difficult to trust God. And, you know, I just talked about four things that, that helped me out. And I know for everybody, it's probably, it could be a different journey. And so I'd love to hear what you may have gone through or what you may have faced in learning how to rebuild that trust again with God. I want to encourage you, check us out next week, same time. I'm going to be talking about the steps that I took to rebuild trust in God's word in the Bible. That was like the progressive step afterwards was to say, okay, I can trust you what the word of God is saying again. And so that's going to be next week. And then we're going to just keep diving into, man, this whole area of trust. I think when you look at any kind of abuse, any kind of recovery from abuse, trust is, man, one of those difficult, sticky situations that we really have to walk through and we have to learn. And so my encouragement through this series and through a couple of these shows is maybe just to try and offer a little bit of encouragement that can help you to rebuild that trust with God. You know what? This has been Nick with the Life Recreated Show. I'm so glad you checked on with us today. Like I said, if you're watching this in the replay and you got some value out of it, drop a comment down below. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what your feedback is on it. Let me know what questions you might have and then hit that like button and share this, man, if it helps somebody out. I hope that's what this channel could be about is really helping to, to rebuild those that may have been hurt in these situations, man, and really get them back on course and back on track as God is doing in my life. So until next time, this has been Nick. Keep learning, keep healing, keep growing, man. This has been Nick. Until next time, I'll catch you later.